0: Hey loves, it's Yulinda Renee, host of From Shadow to Sacred, It's Sex and Raw, a podcast where we are here to educate, entertain, and inform about all things sex, sexuality, and sensuality. I myself am a board-certified kink-conscious sex therapist, and I am here to create the space. You ready? Let's go. Hey, hey, Mm -hmm. it's Yelinda Renee, your spiritual clinical king conscious counselor and self-awareness coach, bringing you another episode of From Shadow to Sacred to Sex and the Raw. And we got something special for y'all today. The first man on the microphone. Yes, we are bringing Darren Lee. He is a dope ass author, poet, writer, and we're going to bring him to the microphone to tell the people a little bit more about himself. Come on through.
1: Hey, how you doing?
0: (laughs) What's going on? Tell Tell us a little bit more about Mr. Darren Lee. What's happening?
1: So yeah, um as you mentioned and thank you for the intro, beautiful intro. Um yeah, I'm an author, writer and um I'm from Florida and uh I always like to tell people my soul's in Seattle, my heart is in Houston, but I reside in Atlanta. Those are like all the places that kind of made me who I am and I've had great experiences there. Um so yeah. And um I was in submarines, on the Navy, so plenty of time for writing when you're underwater. <laughs> so yeah, definitely. And um, I just um the reason why I do all this is really because when I was younger, um, I started writing elementary school. You know, I typical story lights getting cut off, water getting cut off, and you know, single parent home. My mom, and um, so I asked my mom one day, I was like, Yo, you know, kind of like trying to understand why you know bills is short, why is it? and she said, Money. So I took that as like, Okay, money makes things move, mm. and um, I went to school you can ask me, my mom, my brother, they can attest to this. Uh, I went to school and I started selling my writings. In elementary school, I was like, yo, I got to make money. Mm. And then I started doing drawings, Goku, Pikachu, you know, Pokemon and stuff. (laughs) And I was just trying to bring something home. You know, I bring my little five, seven dollars home, you know what I'm saying? They thought I was, you know, I thought I was balling, thought I was helping out. So yeah, that's where uh, most of my drive comes from is um, just being raised by uh, good women and um, just using my skills, really my natural born skills just to, uh, materialize something.
0: Okay. Well let's jump into this real quick. I know you have a book coming out. So tell the people a little bit about or actually it already came out. So tell the people about about your book.
1: Okay, yeah, definitely. The book is called Poetry. Mm -hmm. It's poetry with an H and uh it's a clever way of shock value um for sure. Just to make people pick it up first and kind of like respect it. Like they always say a cover can tell a lot.
2: Mm. But
1: um the reason why I wrote it was it's like the old it was like the old to my 20s. Mm. You know, because your 20s are hectic times. You know, you're going through enlightenment, spiritual movements, uh, access to information. You're out of your parents' house now, so you don't have to think like they think. You can kind of have um, all those thoughts you had in your head. You can express them now, mm-hmm. you know, without any judgment. So, yeah, that's really what the book is about. It's about um, me sharing my experiences, are experiences I've seen, heard, et cetera, um, through a woman's voice. A lot of them are wrote in a woman's voice. And uh, I do that because thousands of reasons, but uh, to make it short, uh, uh, a lot of times women don't get heard. but for one, whenever they have certain issues and sometimes they don't have the confidence to even speak up on certain issues. And we're just now coming to that point now where uh, women actually are speaking up and they're getting more bold. And it's beautiful because 5 I've been in five different relationships, serious relationships, and um, four out of five, of those women have been touched by their uncles or mm. a cousin or somebody they didn't know. And um, I touch on a lot of those topics in the book. I touch on rape, abuse, and all types of things that they've been dealing with. That they might, you know, that I feel like a lot of people that not speak on in poetry mm. in different forms. So um, yeah, especially. Cool. So,
0: yeah, and I've actually read the book, so y'all should go ahead cop that because it's dope. You know, it's dope. As a poet myself, sure. I love to see especially as a black man to express yourself in that way you know it was really nice to see speaking of you the first man on this on this podcast so <laughs> right hey what hey. made you decide to want to be on the podcast like what were your thoughts
1: um for, so for at first i reached out to you because i was like you know i need more black women um to review the book i wanted more like of y'all voices because it's really wrote for you all you know it's women in general but a lot of my experience has been with black women, like mostly all of them, so I just figured it would be great to um, see how y'all feedback is. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like any writer, you got to do research. Mm-hmm. Sometimes your research is a life lesson, and uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and we take those too. So, um, yeah, definitely. Um, I had to do my research, talking to a lot of women, asking difficult questions, mm. and uh, so now I'm just here to kind of just shed light on what I've learned from other black women's voices and stuff like that
0: dope so tell them a, I don't know I don't want to get too much away because I want not try to go get the book but the the structure of it is so dope because you start with your poem and then you yeah. kind of break it down so tell them a little bit about what was the reason behind the structure of the book
1: definitely so um I'm a Virgo so if that makes any difference <laughs> you might not watch after that
0: it makes a lot but, uh, of
2: difference uh, I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know, some we people are a lot of people getting heavy in astrology. I get it, so um, we're over over analytical, so we analyze things like overboard. And um, I'm heavy in science, so I wanted to do chaos and order because i never seen it done before black pages and white pages. So I was like, yo, how can I do something else? And that I've never seen done and that can add to the book as an experience and not just another read? Because mm. a lot of times people are like, is it another poetry book? I'm like, no, it's an experience that you're having because I want it to be the black pages um symbolizing God. So I always relate um poetry as the words of God, you know, mm. the language of the gods. And that's why it's in black, because everything that comes from, you know, the light comes from the dark. Yes. And then over to the order side is white, and that's the more, you know, prose. giving an example of what's going on, the breakdown, how humans do things you know, not so godly, but like the human way of like, we have to make logical sense of what is going on in front of us.
2: Yeah. Yes. I love that structure.
0: The words of God being the poetry and then how as as human beings, we have to try and understand everything or figure everything out, even if everything isn't meant to be understood.
1: Even if it's not, we're always trying to figure out something like, oh, we see a tree outside and we're like, oh, we think, oh, that means shelter. Mm-hmm. You know, it stopped, the rain, it stopped the rain from hitting us. And now we make a house. Mm. or we see a flag of leaves outside and the leaves are moving. It's like, that must be God because it's something we can't see, but it's affecting the scene. You know, just stuff like that. So that's why i try to incorporate into that.
0: I love that. Now, you said you did your research. So what research or data were you able to collect when you were talking to these different women, especially mainly Black
1: women? Oof. I mean, it was some hard stories I heard. And some of them, like, it was, like tear-driven um, mm-hmm. just because... You know, I know that my mom's probably been through some of them, but she hasn't, you know, she probably won't exactly tell us, but you yes. know, so some of them are a little touchy and uh I ain't gonna say no names obviously, but you know, it's really just um ooh, my leg shaking. But um yeah, just a lot. It was a lot. It was um a lot of heartache, a lot of healing that people had to go through, and a lot of um Misunderstandings, and that's why the title came in. So play because, um, you know, no offense, but like, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, those those things that happen to those women happen at such a young age that they didn't understand it. That their bodies start to develop differently, and they start mm-hmm. to look at things differently. And they do develop, you know, the, uh, the whole the, as as young men, we like, dang, why she getting old? And it's like we didn't understand at times. Maybe she had been touched at a young age, so she just reacting to her environment. Or um, the other whole side of the um, of the title is whole tech. I use mm-hmm. whole as in the raw, you know, disrespectful side, and there's a whole tech side. So that's the meaning of poetry. It's like whole and the whole tech. So bring it, it brings it together, God. the intellectual side. So yeah, because um, a lot of those women are more advanced than us when we were younger. Simply mm-hmm. like you know, intellectually, they're talking to older men a lot of times. They're um, around these groups and stuff. So yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's a lot that of stories works. we share here on the podcast too about women who've been through all these different, you know, traumas and pains and stuff like that. And some of them respond by becoming promiscuous or fast or whatever the hell it may be because they exactly. were taught to use their bodies, you know? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so sure. hearing that as a man, how did that affect you? Just kind of receiving those stories.
1: Uh, it made me do what I do exactly what I did, write a book. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, because my first, like, i wrote other books that have books on and I was going to publish something else first.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: um, the older I got, like the later I got into my 20s and the more stories I was hearing, I was like, nah, let me do this first. It's kind of like um, a spin instead of uh, the book that I was going to um, actually publish first. So I was like, nah, this should be, I think it's should be a little bit more um, rest. Yeah. So I think it's a rest better.
0: So you're in your 20s? Yes, I'm
1: 28.
0: So, being in your your later twenties and kind of seeing the dynamics of especially black men and black women, like what are your thoughts on the seeming the conflict or the disconnect between the two?
1: Uh, yeah, we talk about it all the time too uh like, group time I man we're always trying to figure out solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one thing my mom always taught me like you know be a solution based man, you know that's what it is to be a man Just be a solution based you know person. so um, with that being said uh I always research old, like the 60s and 70s, how they were moving. And they moved really well. The, the marriage rates were higher. Um, incomes were even higher in some of those times. And um, I think it's because they had a nuclear family. They didn't really get too far in uh, everybody else's movements, or everybody else's stuff. They really focused on uh, how we can help our own community.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think,
1: you know, we have to, we, uh, you know, we're kind of far away from that because, you know, everybody's trying to join in on something. Um, <laughs> But I think though, I think we can still take those keys and still work together today. I think yeah. we just have to, uh, we have to stop, I guess stop thinking so individual. Like, you know, everybody's like, if I get it, I'm good. And it's right. like, yeah, but the person next to you um, or this uh, person over here. And I heard a good a good brother of mine, he said that, um, I guess bringing black people like relationships back together. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of solutions, but uh, and and they all start, <laughs> and they all start with like groups, like women. The women come together in their pod. The women uh-huh. come together in their pod. Okay, and they come up with they come up with what they want, and you know, as a unit, like this women want, this women want, and then they join the room together because women are gonna speak more confidently in a room for the women than they will in a room for the men. Right. So they need it. So they need to come up with their own solution as far as like what they need, um, access from the man.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: because uh men we live for women and uh i feel like if the women come up with a standard that's heavy and that's that's look bro if we don't have these set things we can't you know we can't you know we can't do that because now they're compromising something that they need to advance the culture and um as as well as men men come up with their standard and then we come together okay yeah bro you can't be sagging like if you sagging look no look nobody get this man like Mm -hmm. If you, don't, if you don't got a job, nobody get with them. And it sounds harsh, but that's how it has to be. It has to be a standard that's so competitive mm-hmm. that if it's not done, yeah, you just don't get nobody. You just going to be single, bro. You're going to have to go to the other side because mm-hmm. we don't have time to play like that. Really, we, yeah. we don't have time to play. Yeah. yeah um, we Remind me of that Spike Lee movie. Oh, which one?
0: Where it was kind of like this, where the setup was like the women were empowered and they had certain standards and it was like cutting the dudes off. You know, if they weren't coming mm. with certain standards, it reminds me of that movie.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch that. You're not, we'll, we'll, talk off, we'll talk off screen. Right. I'm going to get that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, why don't we get that? Then? I'm going to have to check that out. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, it's true though. You got to have a standard that's so high that we can, it forces us to get into structure because we need it as Black people. So. well What do you feel like as,
0: as a man? What do you feel like is missing on your behalf like is, is there certain things from <laughs> women do you feel like you need to get or do you feel like you need to be able to express so that you're getting your needs met because at the end of the day it is a two-way street we're
1: not in this by ourselves exactly yeah exactly and uh, now we come with um men talking in their groups like i said both parties coming together but me personally mm-hmm. honestly i've been around some really i mean some really amazing women and um and that's not just because we on camera. That's just real. Like I've been around some really amazing women. I have nothing bad to say about them. Um, for the ones that were damaged in the times, and because we all damaged, we're all trying to heal from something. So I think it's just uh, learning how to heal with that person. That's the biggest thing that I had to learn, and what I'm still working on. Because um, we get a little impetuous. You know, we're trying to rush things. Mm-hmm. Be like, yo, why don't you just heal now? It's been like it's been six months, and it's like that's just not how. There's no time limit on I mean. it, right? So I think, so I figure, if we all learn how to um learn how to help each other heal and like together, and just do activities, find activities that kind of help us explore each other.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: think I think that's the biggest thing.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then even Ooh. for our, for the shorties, like the people who are the kids who are looking at us. What type of advice would you give to like a younger version of yourself when it comes to being in a relationship with a woman?
1: I would say explore and invest, those mm-hmm. two words. Um, because I know a lot of the kids now they're hearing like, it's probably everything. It's everything's becoming a poly at this point, you know, multiple men, multiple women, multiple everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I always tell people I don't have no problem with it, you know, as far as as long as you know the history of it and you know why you're doing it. Um, cool, but I always tell people you got to at least explore one before you can just start adding on twelve different people and making these demands that are unruly. Um, yeah, I think I think I would say explore and invest, explore enough with that one person to the point to where um, you know you, they feel appreciated because if you get into a relationship, man or woman, with somebody and they say, "Oh yeah, I'm thinking about um, being with somebody else already," and it's like, damn. Like, you know, you didn't explore my death. You don't even know how deep I am. Like you. like, you don't know how much more there is to me. and You already want somebody else over here, you know? Yeah. So I feel like you got to be fair about it. You know, explore that person to the end of, you know, they feel comfortable. And it's like, okay, maybe you can't ask somebody. It's been 20 years. But we've done so much. I, I trust you to make, I hate to say, a sound decision in that. But, you know, it is what it is. It's a, it's, it's a more sound decision. But 20 days. Two months and you're like, yo, I need somebody else. I'm like, dang, it makes the other person feel insecure. Like, you know, like,
2: mm. you know,
1: so I would yeah. tell them explore and explore that person. Like, take them to, and explore such a, a broad word, take them to random places, take them through canyons and skydive, whatever you're going to do, you know, eat all the different, you know, places in your city or, you know, go travel out the country, you know, do everything that you can do with that person before you start, you know, thinking you got to go and do something else. Mm. So, yeah, explore and invest.
0: Now, where the
1: invest part come in? What that look like? Uh, so I wish we would have learned this as kids, as far as financials, and I mean, invest in everything—time, energy, all that—but definitely finances too. Like, um, come up with different structures, like to so, say, i can both advanced, you know, as, as young people, because I know we like to think that uh, in my age group, you know, I'm I'm not a, I'm not as good, um, but um. <laughs> We like think, oh, I'll just get married when I'm 28, 30, and, uh, you know, I'll be ready by then. But it's like, you, know, you start working until 28, 30, having kids that late, and then, you know, like, there's certain things that you just, you don't have to get with another person. You just not have to get it with them. Like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm so young. I don't want to lose this time. But then again, you lose time and other things if you just start late, you know, late blooming. So I would say, yeah, invest that time early, you know, if they have some hiccups or whatever, they're a good enough person, you know, they got a good heart stick mm-hmm. it out you know it ain't that deep but uh, yeah you wait too late and then it's like you know you get to my age no kids, and single it's like dang maybe I should have just you know you start thinking I should have stuck it out like you know what's the worst that ever happened you know, we'd have kids we'd have built together instead of now you get to the later ages and you kind of you know you're a little established and you're like dang now I gotta find somebody that kind of you know jails with me at this late age you mm. know? and it's all types of complications I'm not gonna go into that too <laughs> Okay. There's complications so, and stuff.
0: It's complications. Okay, got you. Okay, so got you.
1: Different, all types of stuff.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe another episode. We'll get into that part. We're, we're, there we go. There we go. <laughs> there we go. There
1: we go. Another one. Yeah, yeah. Don't have me spill everything on this first one. Okay, <laughs>
0: right. we save a little something. Okay. So in your research, what do you feel is some of the the biggest appreciations or or knowledge you got from just doing your research on the women what did you come away with
1: be more empathetic and uh i did this i'm doing this book right now it's it's basically touching on women leadership and men rule mm. and uh the concept i'm trying to, i've been doing a lot of research i've been talking to a lot of women and the takeaways is like what are the top values or attributes for leaders mm. and after doing you know my own research you know there's always uh biases but um women are better leaders because uh empathy was one of the high ones and um there was like just different ones they were mostly contribute to women wisdom and all these different things and i was like okay well that's how i want to run the book women should lead men should rule you know they're they they sound just alike in a sense of uh wording but in the kingdom is different men are mm-hmm. a, we're a stronger being naturally you know we have more well, muscle mass all this good stuff scientifically So rulership sounds a little bit more feasible. Protections, securities, all that good stuff. And then women being uh, the leaders, we protect the leader. You know, Mm -hmm. we protect our women because they're the thinkers, the wisdom. They're the ones that have the empathy because they're they're thinking for the, uh, the, you know, the kingdom as a whole. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was my biggest takeaway. Just um, be, be more, tap into my divine feminine, like, you know, tap into it. Get connected, like, with how women think um, not to become a woman, you know, I'm I'm comfortable being a man, but to understand them better. Yeah. So it's just understanding. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting. You mentioned that because I've been talking with other women about how we've been kind of conditioned to operate in our masculine in order to compete. And how a lot of women Mm. want to get back to being in our feminine energy, you know. Exactly.
2: Exactly. What have you
0: noticed when it comes to that? Like women operating in their masculine and it's just not, it's not really where we want to be for real.
1: Not at all. And I and I respect that totally. Like um, I told my homegirl the other day and she was like, I'm just gonna do what dudes do. And I was like, why? Mm. That means you let them win. Because at that point, if you're doing with your oppressor or you know, your oppressor, whatever you consider it. Is doing, then they have the power. Mm. You're acting in there, so you know. I get it. You get did it wrong, and you want to um retaliate. But I feel like you know, you just kind of retaliate in your own feminine man. Like you know, and you know, what I'm saying like like you said, tap into your own divine. Feminine. Don't don't go to the male side because then then everything's denatured. You know what I'm saying? You acting, you you doing extra stuff because of what you know. what I'm saying. Yeah. It just, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't really win. Right. You feel good for a little bit, but your nature at that point, you know, is going to come out, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So I know you got your time is limited. So where can the people find you? But before you tell them that, what last words would you give to, because it's mainly women that listen to this podcast, what words would you want to leave them with and then tell them where to find you?
1: I would leave with, um, Definitely form groups together as women, like, and just kind of, like, form groups and give affirmations. Because a lot of times I'm talking to people and they have no takeaways, you know. People might hear a quote or something, they take away from that podcast or a book or something like that. But sometimes you need, like, daily affirmations. Like, um, get an accountability buddy. Form groups, get accountability buddies, and actually go through the affirmations with each other in the morning for work so you feel more confident at work more secure in your you know in yourself and um yeah just keep building with each other and be and kind of have um I want to say implement a man in your life that you that you know what I'm saying that you're close to
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh and kind of teach him that divine feminine you know so that he understands it because in this world it's gonna be you know as a man you know regardless of your sexual preference you know if you're dealing with a man and a man who but you're going to have to understand the opposite um, energy as well. Yes. Even if it's two men, you're going to have to understand the opposite energy. So, yeah, yeah, just kind of teach. Teach.
0: Yeah. Lord, you know, mm-hmm. we'd be tired of teaching, but I feel you.
1: <laughs> Look, I told I told my homegirl that she was like, you want me to create a standard? She's like, I'm tired of standards. I said, I know. I said, we're just trying to build. I get it. <laughs> I get it because these dudes, I get it. I was, you know, I was one of them. I wrote the book, Poetry. So um, I've done some things and, you know, so that's why you know, I'm not innocent. Yeah. So, we, have yeah. To, we have to show people how to treat
0: us. And sometimes that requires teaching, you know, and that goes both, you know, yeah. both ways, teaching, teaching others how we want to be treated, you know? Yeah. That's it. Got it. So where can we find you, good sir? Where can we find you?
1: Yes, definitely. Uh, I'm so glad I found you. Honestly, this has been dope. Like we definitely have to build again. We definitely have more time and more you know space and cool. Um, yes. but uh I can be on IG, best place, easiest okay. place, I g and it'll be uh, at Darren That's D-A-R-I-N-L-L-E-E underscore. Okay. And uh you can you can add me there if you want um a signed copy of the book, just message me poetry from Instagram and I'll know exactly what you mean. We'll build a little bit, talk, ask some questions, get to know you. Okay. And I get you out a book, as well as you can find me on Amazon. Amazon is easier okay. to Darren Lee and just type in poetry and look at me.
0: Got you. Okay, so that's where we can find the book on Amazon. When you expect this yes. next book to come out? Because now I'm excited. You say women should lead Ooh. and men should rule. Shit, I want that
1: one. <laughs> oh man, I got a lot of research. I've been digging down into uh, Ethiopia and how oh, they wow. were structured commit um push put you know samir and all these different places and how they value their women at such a high esteem. so um i'm trying to really get a lot of information behind it before i present it but that would definitely that be a little bit later because okay. i do want to i want to make it juicy i want to make it into a story yeah i want to make it into a story
0: no i so love it
1: um, yeah
0: i love the research well thank you so much sir we definitely will be bringing you thank back you. You know, because I love the conversation and we need more dialogues where the male and female energy can coexist in harmony, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly. Not arguing and screaming. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right,
0: well, we appreciate you and we will see you next time. And this has been okay, another episode. You. And we are out. That's from Shadow the Sacred, Sex and the Wrong. Bye for now. Hey loves, now I hope y'all enjoyed that last episode of From Shadow to Sacred is Sex and Raw and that y'all are staying in tuned and following us in all of the places so you can get the episodes as they drop. Until next time, see y'all on the
2: flip. Bye for now.